What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for week 10 of Hit the Books podcast, covering the NFL season, the NHL season, NBA, and so on. Let's introduce everyone, starting with Tyler Huffnagel. Go ahead and say hi, Ty. Oh, what's going on, everyone? Um, excited to get back. Week 10, 10 episodes under the belt. Um, team card looking good. Me personally, tough weekend. Still above 500 on the record, down six bucks on the year. Uh, responsible or responsible gambling is key here so um we're gonna stay strong looking going in week 10 see what we can do here and yeah on the other side we got mackie what's going on guys yeah we're 10 weeks in now we're starting to get in streak on the team card see what we can do this week love it love it can't wait to see what happens here 10 episodes under our belt like huff said I'm excited to keep it going. All right, let's jump into our first game. The Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins on Thursday. We have the Ravens favorited at minus 7.5, the money line at minus 390, and the over-under at 46.5. So the Ravens have yet to cover the spread in back-to-back weeks this year, showing that last week not covering. But they are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games when playing Miami. You say five now? Correct. Yeah. Um, I'll start here. Uh, is Tua still out? Do we know? Is that official? He was out last he, week. He is out. He got yeah, hurt again last week. I assume coming off the, or coming right to a Thursday game, he's not going to play. Um, they're, they're not going to rush him back. I mean, they're, yeah. what, two and seven? Yeah, there's no reason to. Uh, they're not really playing for much this year at this point. Um. That being said, I like the Ravens here. Like, just seven and a half is always a tough number. Primetime game. Um, Dolphins, uh, I don't know. Just It's a tough game, tough spread. I'd probably like the Ravens more in, a seven, in this spread in this game, but I don't know. I don't have much confidence in that spread here in a primetime game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, primetime game, the home team, seven and a half point underdogs. They're really, I mean, it's not really anything to bet on. It'd be pretty dramatic if Baltimore lost this game, but I wouldn't bet on either spread. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really loving the spread either way. Something I do like in the over-under sitting at 46.5. I do like this game to go over 46.5. I think the Ravens can, they've shown they can score about 30 points a game. Um, they keep that on track. Dolphins, if they can score anywhere around 17, this over is going to hit. So, um, if anything, I'm liking the over here, but uh, this is looking like we're getting back to the boring Thursday night games where we have kind of one dominant team and one inferior team. Um, we got spoiled with the Packers and the Cardinals um, the other week, but uh, I don't know. If you like the spread here, I like Ravens and maybe the over, but I like the over a lot more than either spread. Yeah, I feel like every primetime game the over hits. It would just be a lot of points, yeah. I so the the over under on that Bears Steelers game last night was uh forty, I think. I had it at forty and closed at thirty nine and a half on FanDuel. Yeah, and like they had 20, 24 points going into the fourth quarter and then they put up thirty points in the fourth quarter. I was like, Are you serious? The Steeler Steeler games are just notorious for going low scoring. Like when I said I think my score prediction for that game was like twenty ten, Steelers win. Yeah, and then 
blew just, up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we just we're not a second half team this year. And like what I was talking about today to one of my buddies is last year it was the complete other way around. The Steelers would come out in the first half. It would be ten nothing before the Steelers could even blink. Playoff game aside. And then in the second quarter, we would leave it all up to Ben, and somehow we were coming back into games, barely winning games. We were eleven and we were eleven and zero, and then that's when things started. Shit started to hit the fan in the uh, later half of the season. When uh, you know it comes down to like decision making, and you can't come out to every game in the first half and lose. And right now, the Steelers are doing the exact opposite. They're coming out in games. They're taking it. They're dominating the first half. They're using the run game with their ability. They say this offensive line is supposed to be inferior. I mean, Najee Harris looked good yesterday again. Um, I liked him on the first touchdown. Didn't take it, but that's for another day. Um, I think going into, you know, the future, I think they can if they can put together complete games, they'll get more respect. But this year they've just been kind of blowing second half leads, and it's kind of showing on like what you said with a lot of points in the second half. Yeah, they get slapped down a lot, but for good reasons. I mean, they can't play a full 60-minute game. Yeah, it's like last year it was the first half. This year it's the second half. It's like, come on, just put together 60 minutes and have a good team. But it's easier said than done. Yeah, definitely. All right, and next we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. We have the Colts favorited at minus 10.5 again. Money line at minus 480 and the over-under at 47.5. The total has gone under in six out of Jacksonville's last seven games. Indianapolis is 7-1 and one straight up in its last eight games when playing at home against Jacksonville. I like the Colts here. 10 and a half is a tough number because I don't know why the Colts keep getting 10.5 point spreads. It's looking like it's going closer to 10. Um, I just don't have too much confidence given Jaguars points right now. Like they beat Buffalo last week at home. Um, like Mackie said, that's a big game. Matt Buffalo is obviously a top tier team in the AFC, if not the top tier team in the AFC. Um, I just think they won that game. What nine to six? Did they score a touchdown or was it all field goals? No touchdowns in that game. Like, c- come on, you're not. Th- that's not going to last. Going into, I mean, the Colts aren't the best team in the league, but. They've shown that they can win games, and I think that I think the Jaguars go back to their ways of, let's just say, I don't think they win two in a row, let alone I don't think they cover this game. Here's the thing about that game last week is that I don't think Jacksonville beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo beat themselves. Yeah, that was Jacksonville's and, Super and Bowl. In every single aspect of that game. I mean, Jacksonville didn't even really play that well. It wasn't even like they were making big plays and, like, getting to the quarterback. And they were just – it was just a normal game that Buffalo was just consistently – Messing up, yeah. So when you can, I mean, even against the worst team in the league, there's still NFL players. They could still any team could be anybody. So when exactly. you when you can't figure it out for 60 minutes straight, you're not going to win an NFL football game. I don't see that happening again this week. I don't definitely don't think they're going to pull off this upset. But I don't know. You're giving Colts 10 points, or you're giving Jacksonville 10 points against the Colts. Colts aren't a good enough team to to bet a 10 point spread on. Indianapolis is 5-1 and one against the spread in its last six games. Does that make you think a little bit? It's big spread, so when it drops a little no, bit, I can... 10 points, finish. no. They escaped one with the Jets last week, but 
Mike White got hurt, so I think that's the only reason that they covered. I think you're right, honestly. Bad beat on the Jets there. Alrighty, in this next game, I like the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots. We have the Patriots favorited at minus one and a half. The money line at minus 124 in the over-under at 45 and a half. The money line for the Browns sitting at plus 106. Cleveland is 5-1 and one against the spread in its last six games on the road. And the total has gone over in four out of Cleveland's last six games. This is going to be one of the best games of the week. Probably the best game of the week. I definitely like that over, but I mean, the Patriots are rolling right now. Mac Jones is getting a groove. They're on a four-game winning streak, right a half game behind Buffalo for the AFC East. There's really nothing standing in the way right now. I mean, Bill Belichick, obviously one of the best coaches in NFL history, to find ways to win. Browns are rolling. You know, they have a lot of distractions with OBJ, but put up 45 points last week, something like that. Offense looks good. I don't know. It's going to be a really good game. I think the Browns come out on top in a nail-biter, but... I don't know. It can go either way. I agree with you there, Mackie. I think money line's the answer here. And I think the over, that 45 and a half, looks intriguing. Yeah, I think it could be a real shootout. Nick Chubb out with COVID. Tight spread. Like you guys said, basically a pick at this point. But you can get the Browns at some plus money. Um, I just think the Browns going into Foxborough. It's a Sunday 1 o'clock game. Um, I, it's just a tough game. Like you said, this can be a really good game. I, I like the over more than anything here. I was thinking that before you even said that. That 45 and a half is too low. I was thinking this should be like, why Why are the Colts and Jaguars at 47 and a half and it's minus 110, but the Browns and Patriots are at 45 and a half with minus 106 is the over. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. So, yeah, give me the Browns, Patriots over 45 and a half, and I'm with Mackie. I'll go, I'll go Browns here. I just think the rookie quarterback kind of he's he's looking good, but these are kind of games like it's a tough game, tough defense in Cleveland. You're at home. You're supposed to win this game. Um, let's see what you can do here. I, yeah, I, I like agree. I like the Browns though. I like the Browns. I think they win. They look good since they got rid of the distractions in OBJ. I I said they thought they would uh, end up releasing them if they couldn't get a trade done. Uh, it looks like it's working out for them as they look good last week in a divisional win against Cincinnati. They showed me, they proved me wrong. I had Cincinnati minus two and a half. Um, but I, th- I think the Browns get things back on track these next last week and this week. So this could be a big game, big game for the Browns on the road here to keep things tight in the division as they find themselves in last place in the division. Actually, I don't know about after they just beat Cincinnati. They were in last. This division's so tight. Bengals are last. Angles are last because the Browns just beat them. Correct. Alrighty, and moving forward, we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. We have the Cowboys favorited at minus nine, the money line at minus four thirty, and the over under at fifty five. The total has gone over in seven out of Atlanta's last eight games when playing on the road against Dallas. Dallas is 7-1 against the spread in its last eight games, performing exceptionally well this year. And the total has gone over in four out of Atlanta's last five games on the road. But that 55 is extremely high, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it's a real high over under. Two teams that could definitely two teams that could definitely score the ball. Dallas coming off a really bad week against the Broncos, tough loss. Ten point favorites ended up losing out right by fourteen. They couldn't even score the ball for three quarters. It looked so bad. Uh, yeah, they were, that was ridiculous. But I mean, just an off week. I think they bounced yeah. back this week. High spread. I don't really know. I wouldn't take the the what was it nine points. Yeah, nine. Yeah, I would take the nine points, but I definitely think they win this football game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that take. I, I don't like the nine. I think they do get back on track. If you're leaning a spread here, I think Cowboys win this game by 10. It's a tough one. Like you guys keep saying, nine, that's 10 and a half. The, these high spreads going into November late, later than the season. Halfway through the year. It's crazy, you know. I mean, well, I mean, if you're if you're leaning a spread, I'm I'm not taking the Falcons plus nine going to Dallas. But like Mackie said, I, I think Cowboys win this game. Throw that four, throw that four thirty in a parlay. Let that four thirty come up. I think it has value. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's gonna, it's gonna hit. Isn't two in a row to the Broncos and then the Falcons both at home? No way. Yeah, no shot. Alrighty, and moving forward, we have the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. We have the Bills favorited at minus 13.5, money line at minus 750, and the over-under at 47.5. Buffalo is 13-4 and four straight up in its last 17 games. The total has gone over in five out of the Jets' last five games, and the Jets are 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games at home. Home dog of over 10 points. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Jets plus 12 and a half. Lock it in. Last week it was Jacksonville. Plus 14 and a half. Yeah, roll the clip. I do not. I actually like Jacksonville plus 14. Just because in betting there's a rule. And if, if you have a home dog of over 10 points, you never bet against it. And even though Jacksonville's obviously awful this year and Buffalo's proved they're a top team in the league, you can't go against a home dog of 14 or 10 plus points. And it's at 14, so. Got to listen to Mackie on that one. I'm going to roll with it again. Give me Jets plus 12 and a half. It's 13 and a half on the handle. 13 and a half. Roll with it. I like it. Jets didn't. Did they get their guy back in Mike White? Oh, wait, that actually is a deal breaker. Mike White is questionable, likely to make a third straight start. All right, well, Jets, Jets plus or Jets spread pending. This is either Jets cover this game, lose by 10, or it's 42-3 Bills. <laughs> Vision, like divisional game, I could either just see the Bills roll them, or it's going to be a ten-point game, oh. like a close game. Jets cover. I don't just see the Bills cover, like cover by fourteen, cover by seventeen. It's either literally going to be twenty or more, or Jets cover. I agree. I just think Bills. I just think Bills coming off a loss. It's tough to bet against them, even though they are on the road. The fact that it's you know 
Buffalo at New York. It's not too much of a travel divisional game. They play these teams a lot, so um, I don't know. I'm not. I I don't think I'll be touching this game. Tough game, uh, but I see what you're saying with the home dog thing. It's just the Jets divisional matchup. I like giving the underdog the points in divisional matchups, especially at home. Uh, I just think Bills coming off a loss. I think they get things back on track, but I'm leaning towards what I said with maybe Jets cover this game, but just Bills win. Yeah, Mackie, I really like what you were saying. Jets spread pending. Pending Mike White. Alrighty, and next we have the New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. We have the Titans favorited at minus three. The money line at minus 146 and the over-under at 44 and a half. New Orleans is 16-3 and three straight up in its last 19 games on the road, playing exceptionally well on the road. And Tennessee is 5-0 against the spread and straight up in its last five games. Do you like the Saints at plus 124 on the money line or give them the three points? I actually like the Titans here. I think they've definitely proved themselves as one of the top teams in the league. Coming off a 18-point win without Derrick Henry. They're playing a team who's, I don't know, Saints have been back and forth this year. They're not very consistent. You can't, you can't really read them very well, but Titans at home in a 1 o'clock game. Give me Titans minus, minus 3 here. It's looking like it's landing towards maybe 2.5, so... I'll go. Yeah, give me Titans with the points here. Going against the trends there. I like to see it. Tough. It's tough. Titans are also 5-0 and in their last five games. Titans are rolling right now. You're right. You're very right. Tennessee is doing exceptionally well in the last few games. I don't know. More and more of you guys talking about it, i kind of starting to like... Maybe Titans money line. 146, there's not a ton of value there, but we'll see what happens. Moving forward, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team. We have the Buccaneers favorited at minus nine and a half, the money line at minus four fifty, and the over under at fifty one and a half. Tampa Bay is fourteen and two straight up in its last sixteen games. And ten and two straight up in its last 12 games on the road. I like the Buccaneers here, minus nine and a half, a lot. Um, I just think the fact that, like, one o'clock game against the Washington football team, a team that's not known to be covering this season, overrated defense so far all year. They have not come to play. Um, I like Tampa Bay here a lot, minus nine and a half. The over-under, tough number, 51 and a half. I like I think this game goes under. I don't. Th- I think that's too high, but um, I definitely think Tampa Bay covers. Yeah, Washington just sucks. I mean, four-game losing streak. They haven't put up more, over 20 points in four weeks. Just shithole of a team. Uh, they're not. They're not double-digit home dogs, so you know the rule doesn't apply. So yeah, give me give me Tampa Bay minus nine now. Yeah, if you read my mind. Nine and a half sounds good, but the over-under is way too high. I would take the under there, but I don't think I'd put my money there. Detroit Lions at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got the Steelers favorited at minus eight and a half. 
the money line at minus 390, and the over-under at 43. Pittsburgh is 5-0 straight up in its last five games when playing Detroit. And they're also 5-0 straight up in their last five games when playing at home against Detroit. The under is hit in five of the last out of the last eight games for the Steelers. And the under is hit five out of the last six games for the Lions. But with an over-under of 43, it's a tough, tough one to call. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh does not cover spreads as favorites. They only cover spreads when they're they only win games when they're underdogs, honestly. Steelers don't cover big spreads. Lions have been covering spreads, not the past couple of weeks. I think a lot of the people are going to be taking the Lions here, plus eight and a half, because of that reason. Um, like what you just said, I just think a lot of the people are leaning towards Lions, uh, giving them eight points. Um, I actually like the Steelers here with the points. Um, I think this is a game where Steelers are rolling right now. I mean, they're not winning games by a lot of points. Like, we're not covering right now, but... Um, I don't know if I'll be taking this, but I, I just don't like betting on the lines, giving them points. I know they've covered. Every time I bet on them, they don't cover, so I can't even say that. So I think the Steelers are due for a big win. Yeah, I mean, I, I if I was to bet this, I would take Detroit probably with the points just because it's a high spread, but I definitely wouldn't put my money here. Yeah, I just have confidence. I think Steelers can win this game maybe 13 by like by 13 or 10, but these are said and done. Eight and a half stuff number. Like I could like, like Chicago last night, garbage time touchdown to mix a six and a half point spread dead. You know what I mean? Exactly. Alrighty, in the next game, starting with our first four o'clock game, we have the Minnesota Vikings at the Los Angeles Chargers. We have the Chargers favorited at minus two and a half. The money line at minus 152 and the over-under at 52.5. Minnesota is 4-1 against the spread in its last five games when playing the Chargers. And the Chargers are 9-3 against the spread and straight up in the last 12 games. I love the Chargers here. I, I mean, coming off a of road win in Philadelphia, Justin Herbert, game-winning drive, back-and-forth game. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites at home here against a struggling Vikings team. I love it. This could be a max play for me. I like Chargers here. They're, they've been covering spreads. They've been known to be a team to cover the spreads. Um, just at home against Minnesota. Minnesota's kind of been a hit-or-miss team every time. Lately, when I've been, I bet against them last week, they cover. Uh, it was a bigger spread with six. Uh, I just think... Chargers can cover this by a field goal. Yeah, two and a half is a nice number to play with. I think they got it. Minus two and a half. If we all like it, it might be on the team card there. We'll see. In the next four o'clock game is the Carolina Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals. We got the Cardinals favored at an even minus 10. The money line at minus 480 and the over-under at 44.5. Carolina is 5-0 against the spread and straight up in its last five games when playing Arizona. Arizona is 8-1 straight up in its last nine games and 6-1 against the spread in its last seven. So both teams, excuse me, Arizona playing well 
but as of lately, Carolina playing well against Arizona. Sam, Sam Darnold is also out, so it will be uh, what I forget. PJ Walker. PJ Walker, yeah, he is starting. Cardinals minus ten. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Panthers are just falling apart. And, you know, Arizona is probably one of the best teams in the league. I just think Kyler Murray coming back healthy. If he's if he's good this week, ready to go. I think he, I think he, I think he clearly is good and ready to go because they have a 10-point spread at home. So, um, Yeah, they can win this game by 40. Yep. He's listed as questionable, but he's probably going to play. play. He's going to play. I think Cole McCoy can cover this 10-point spread. I'm not. I'm not as confident, but. Well, yeah, obviously I wouldn't bet on it, but. Yeah. It'll drop if he's the for sure starter. It'll go to like six and a half. No luck for the Panthers this year. They didn't treat us very well there in the beginning of the year. Yeah, fuck the fuck the Panthers. Yeah, fuck the Panthers. <laughs> there are Falcons. The Panthers are our are our Falcons. Yeah. That whole division sucks, dude. Except the Panther, except the Buccaneers. Alrighty, moving forward, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. We got the Packers favored at minus three and a half. The money line at minus one eighty, and the over under at fifty. Seattle is four and one against the spread in its last five games, and Green Bay is five and zero against the spread in its last five games. Russ is back. What does that mean, though, against Green Bay in Green Bay? Is Ro- Rogers isn't allowed back until in the building until Saturday. Like they're t- they're acting like he's going to play in this game. He is playing. I I mean I like I like the Seahawks here, giving them the points. I think Packers could win this game by field goal, but I think the three and a half I like. I could see it. And Aaron Rodgers not practicing all week. Coming into a game if he's playing. Aaron Rodgers already knows that offense at the back of his hand. He doesn't need to practice. Um, I like Seahawks plus three and a half here. I just think I think Ross coming off if it, if he's ready to go. I mean they're not gonna, they're at the point of the season where they're not playing for much either. Uh, their record slipped whenever he went down. Um, so I think if he's ready to go, uh, I think I like I like giving them the three points here. Yeah, well, if it, it looks like it's about to go down to three, so if it goes down to three, I really like it. I like the three and a half. Let's Seahawks. Alrighty, next we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. We have the Broncos favorited at minus three, the money line at minus one fifty eight, and the over under at forty four. Denver is four and one against the spread in its last five games against Philadelphia. I don't know. Philadelphia is a weird team because uh, yeah. they looked they looked good last week. I mean, they held they held their own with the Chargers. They just don't have a good record. I don't know. Broncos aren't very good either, so I don't know. It's a weird game, but maybe the Eagles win this one in Denver. Yeah. I like I like Eagles here. I give them the points, but I think they win this game outright. But take the points just to be safe. Yeah, I agree. 
not much else to be said about that game. Yeah, it's kind of a boring game, but I think Philly, I think Philly wins. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts has the ability to go into Denver and kind of get the Eagles a win, like you said. They they just don't have a good record. Uh, they've shown they can score. They have a kind of a fun offense to watch. Like when they are clicking, like that's a decent. It's not a bad team to be watching. They're just they're not winning games. Um, I like giving them the three points here, but I think they win the game outright. Actually, so the one thirty four money line is tempting, but I'm gonna I'll give them the points. Fair statement there. And that's going to segue us into our next game, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders, our Sunday. Sunday yep, Sunday primetime game. Close one with the Chiefs favored at minus two and a half. The money line at minus 142 and the over-under at 51 and a half. The Chiefs are six and one straight up in their last seven games when playing Vegas. Um, tough, tough game here. The trend is pointing towards the Raiders at home. Chiefs haven't covered, been covering. Give me Raiders plus two. Yeah, I mean, this is just like a... You cannot read this Chiefs team. I mean, they're still just as good. It's just they're not performing. Fisco's so, Fisco's the three. I love the Raiders. Yeah, well, I, I I just can't bring myself to bet against this Chiefs team, but I'm definitely not going to bet on them. Give me the under. Under fifty one and a half. I kind of like that. It is really high for no reason. Both these defenses kind of suck. It's a prime time game. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. And not much to be said. Divisional matchup. Um, I just my rule with divisional matchups. I usually like giving the points and taking them. Um, a tough game. Underdog Sunday night home dog. I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, it'll be a close one. I like three a lot more than two and a half because two and a half is like a pointless spread. I mean, last night, of course. Yeah. Of course, last night the Steelers win by two, and I just say that, but I'd rather three, obviously. You'd rather a full possession. Yeah. Alrighty. And that's our Sunday primetime game. And let's move into our Monday primetime game. The Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. A California matchup. With the Rams favored at minus three and a half. The money line at minus 198. And the over under at 48 and a half. I I love this line. Like I love the Rams here. I lo- I was. I think the. I thought you were about to say I think the 49ers. 49ers. No, no, no. I think the 49ers are the most overrated team in the NFL. Rams coming off of embarrassing loss in prime time. You know they got they got to show the NFL that they're actually like still one of the top teams in the league. Three and a half point spread, a divisional game. I don't know. I could just see them stomping all over 49ers here. Yeah, I like Rams minus three and a half here. I think everything gets back on track, like you said, after a disappointing loss on Sunday night to the yeah, Der- definitely. Derrick Henry list Titans. Um, I think Matt Stafford, everything gets back on track. I think the you know, I could see an absolute slaughtering on Monday Night Football. No one even watching this game after the third quarter, unless someone has, you know what I mean, money on the game. But it's gonna be an absolute routing by the Rams of the 40- of the Forty Nine ers. 
You guys said it all. I can't can't agree more. Three and a half sounds good to me. Alrighty, so now we're at the section of the podcast where we give out the picks, what everyone comes for. Team card's been hot lately. Um, you're riding it, you know, 2-0 and last week. Uh, I looked rough last week, but looking to bounce back this week. Team card, we're looking at Browns money line plus 106 in Foxborough. Um, we got Chargers minus 2.5, a double unit, minus 118. Um, and then we got over 45.5 in Browns Patriots. I think there's a lot of value in those three picks for the team card. It's hoping we could stay hot this week. For myself, I have the Bucks minus nine and a half against Washington, the Titans minus two and a half, and the Eagles plus three in Denver. And then I have a little parlay, money line, three leg. I like the Colts, Cowboys, and Rams all to win outright at plus one twenty four. Those sound pretty good, huh? All right, I went a little heavy this week. I got the Titans minus three. I got that for a double unit play. Then I got the Jets plus 13 and a half. I got the Packers minus three and a half. I have the Rams minus three and a half. And then I have the Eagles plus three. Very good plays this week, boys. I'm looking forward to a solid week. For myself, I have the Bucks minus nine and a half and the Rams minus three and a half. I'm excited for this week. No over-under for myself specifically. That one in the team card, I'm very interested and excited about. Let's have a good week this week, boys. Yeah, and as always, I'm gonna have, I might have a couple plays coming uh, last minute, a couple anytime touchdowns. It's tough to get those odds out right now. Um, just stay tuned to the Instagram. Give us a follow on Instagram. Hit the books.pod. Um, stay tuned for the picks. Let's make money this weekend. Let's get back to it. Let's go, boys. Let's get it. All right, and as we get later into the football season, that means other sports are going to be, you know, starting up as we experience that with the NBA and NHL getting back. Um, we got another one coming back that I'm a big fan of, college basketball. Um, a lot of action this today. We're recording on a Tuesday evening. Um, a lot of big games tonight. There was Michigan State in action. A lot of the big names, Kansas, Duke. Um we're going to talk some of the favorites to win this thing outright in the, uh, in the end of March. It's a big future bet, but we got the odds, so we're going to talk it. We got Gonzaga sitting at the favorite, the obvious favorite, the number one seed in the country, uh, sitting at plus 650. A surprise to me is you got UCLA, the number two team currently in the nation, sitting at plus 1,500. Uh, I know it's not kind of like football where the preseason rankings kind of come into play in March, but I think UCLA is going to be a team to keep an eye on. I like their odds at plus 1,500. Um, but second place, we got Michigan 1,200, Texas 1,200, Kansas 13, Purdue 13, Villanova 14, and Duke and UCLA are 1,500. I mean, yeah, I'd say uh, UCLA proved last year that they can be much hate with anybody. Um, and that team's all back. I like Texas this year. I like Texas this year. They have a good team this year. I definitely like them winning the Big 12. I think their odds are like plus 250. But, you know, college basketball can go either way. You never know, like, what team's going to come out. West Virginia lost today to Oakland, 17-point favorites. Yeah. Not a good start to our season, but, you know. Texas plus 220 to win the Big 12. West Virginia plus 1,400. Yeah, no fade that. West Virginia's not going to have a good year. 
Yeah, but that being said, but, I, th- I just yeah. think UCLA getting their whole team back. They got Ju Zhang. They got the that young power forward that was really good last year in the tournament. I think UCLA yeah. is gonna be good. Definitely, yeah. It's gonna be a could be a rematch in the national championship game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I had UCLA in that game, and then Jalen Suggs hit that. Mm, that was ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Jalen Suggs the dog. It was a crazy shot. But yeah, we can talk some conference winners. I didn't. I didn't really think they would have the odds out for that yet. But we'll talk. Power, yeah, they we'll, talk we'll talk Power Five just to keep it. You know what I mean? Relatable. I don't. Yeah. I don't care who's going to win the Atlantic Ten. Um, a ten. <laughs> So it, right, roll it. ACC, we got Duke, 230, Florida State, 400, North Carolina, 500, Virginia, 650, Virginia Tech, 1,000, Louisville, 1,000, round out the top. Yeah, Duke at what, 225? 230, same basically. Yeah, come on. I mean, Duke's got that team again this year. Mike Krzyzewski's last season. You you can't tell me Duke's not going to end up winning the ACC and making a push towards the, towards the national championship this year. Yeah, Florida State, they're looking good this year. They look like they could, they've put together a good team. They've been on the come up the past couple seasons. It's not going to be easy for Duke. Get, it's not going to be easy for Duke, but like you said, I'm not betting against Shrusevsky in his last season. Yeah, it's one thing you definitely don't do. Uh, we'll roll right into uh, Big Ten. Uh, it's not too uh, – Big Ten basketball isn't my favorite, but Tends to be good with Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan, yeah. yeah. So, um, Purdue. Purdue's good this year. They're ranked, like, I think fourth or sixth. They're top ten. Uh, Purdue's actually the favorite to win the Big Ten at plus 260, with Michigan at 270 right behind them. Ohio State, 480. Illinois, 700. Michigan State, plus 1,000. Ohio State proved today they're, they're not real contenders at all. Um, Michigan's always got a good team. They're always going to have a good team. They prove everybody wrong every year. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's right now, but it's the kind of it's the kind of situation where I feel comfortable putting money on Michigan to win the regular season winner of the Big Ten because yeah. because they're not going to win the tournament. So I feel a lot more confident betting them just to win the Big Ten, uh, beat Purdue, maybe in a big game late. Um, I just I think there's a lot of value in Michigan plus two seventy. Big 12, we kind of already talked about Kansas, clear favorite at plus 175. Texas kind of right behind them, actually, at 220. Uh, Baylor, 440. Texas Tech, 850. West Virginia, 1400. Yeah, Baylor lost a lot to the to the NBA last year. They lost Davion Mitchell on the Warriors now, I think. Kings. Is he? Oh, he is on the Kings. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, that team kind of fell apart. So, Texas... A lot of returners. Obviously, Kansas showed tonight that they one of the top teams in the country. It's going to be a good battle for the Big 12. Yeah, I've always been, since I was little, I always liked Kansas back when they had the Morris Twins, the two, you know who I'm talking about, Marquise and Mar- or Marcus, whatever their names are. I loved them when they were. Yeah, Marquise and Marcus. Yeah, I was, I, back then when they were at Kansas, I was always a big Kansas fan. So uh, going to West Virginia, that kind of faded with the Big 12 rivalry. In the West area and the basketball side, not so much in football with Kansas sucking yeah, in football. Um, West Virginia had some good uh, basketball years while you were here. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that I, you you have, you're making a good point with Texas. 
they they do have a lot of returning guys. They're an older team. Yeah, Andrew Jones, that guy is a beast. Yeah, he was a dog in the tournament last year. He's a beast. Just it's tough to go against Kansas, a team that's done it, a team that's done it before, year in and year out. Um they're ranked third right now, and like you said, they've shown they're a good team. So I don't know. I think I like Kansas, but Texas, like you said, it's not going to be easy for them. Yeah, maybe if Texas is over towards like plus five hundred, four fifty, throw some value on Texas, it. Yeah, you got a, you got a front runner, and then you're only at plus two fifty or whatever it is. I don't know. I mm-hmm. wouldn't throw money on it. That I plus forty five drop off or whatever it is is just like yeah, it should be more. Time. It should be like another hundred. Uh-huh. But um, we'll keep rolling here. Back twelve. Your favorite UCLA? We got out there or UCLA, Oregon. Plus three hundred, Oregon, Arizona six hundred, USC seven fifty, and Colorado and Washington. Colorado sixteen hundred. Washington State thirty two hundred. Those are just there to be there. Donations, donations. If you're gonna make those bets, yeah, from alumni. But uh, yeah, I mean UCLA is clear favorite. I don't see them losing, but. Oregon could give them a little run for their money. I don't see them Oregon's, winning it, but I Oregon's see them. Oregon's known to shake things up in, in college basketball. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They had Payne Pritchard a few years back. He was a dog at Oregon. Yeah. Um, I like, obviously, UCLA. Like I said, if they're my team to win the national championship, I like them to win their respective division. Um, looking at. Conference, yeah. Yeah, looking at. Or, yeah, you know what I meant. Um, looking at SEC. Kansas three fifty, Bama four fifty. I like Bama. I four fifty. Tennessee at five hundred. Arkansas seven hundred. Auburn eight hundred. LSU a thousand. I like Alabama here. Uh, I absolutely love SEC basketball now. The amount of that the SEC conference in basketball used to be awful. It has grown tremendously over the past like five, six years. With the growth of Arkansas, Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU, Alabama, all those teams—they used to never. They, used, they were not. They were never basketball schools. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. They've all been. Tennessee. Arkansas has been. three seed in the tournament last year. Alabama two seed in the tournament last year. Like these teams were never powerhouses, and it's cool. I like. I like. I like how these teams are showing up now and making a. Good names for themselves. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm a, I'm a, also a Kentucky fan. It's tough to be, you know, all these big-name college basketball fans, but um, I root for Kentucky too. So uh, I just I think Alabama has a good team this year. I think it's going to be tough for Calipari and the Wildcats down in uh, Kentucky to get, win this thing. So I mean, Alabama at 450, kind of what you were just saying. Yeah. Like when you have a clear favorite, if the second, second team is more than like plus 100 away, I like their value, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. SEC is definitely a toss up. I like that pick, Alabama. I really like their team this year. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a pick for this. I just think I'm excited to watch it go down. Yeah. And then that's really if, that's it for Power Five. The last one that I'm looking at is the WCCC or whatever it is. WCC. West Coast Conference. Yeah, Gonzaga, Gonzaga minus, minus three thousand. Westmoreland County yeah, Community College. Westmoreland County Community College. Yeah, they they play Pepperdine and fucking. I like Pe- Mount St. Mary's. I think there's Coast Academy. I think there's value in San Diego. Pacific Coast plus Academy. Fifty thousand. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think so. Huh? I don't, Pacific. I don't... You don't like Pacific's odds this year? No. What is it? <laughs> plus fifty thousand. 
Yeah, I could throw a literally the whole di- literally the whole division's fifty thousand. <laughs> Except Gonzaga. it's just so dumb. Like, put them in a Power Five conference. It, they should. They need to be like Notre Dame. Why would they not be in the pack in the pack twelve? I don't understand. So stupid. Why do you guys want to be forty point favorites for twenty games and then end up losing the national championship anyway? Like, play good teams throughout the whole year, and then maybe you you'll win a national championship. Is Gonzaga a big school? Not that I expect it to be, but like. I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't even tell you. I I I assume so. I I assume they got at least like fifteen, twenty thousand kids. Yeah. I would not know what that school was if it wasn't for college basketball. I can promise you that. Yeah, me neither. They don't even have a football team. Yeah, because in the West Coast Conference. <laughs> like what? Is you, that a made-up conference? I, I literally could have just made that up. I bet you half the people didn't even know that was a thing. You can get Gonzaga plus one fifteen to make the Final Four. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but dude, that's so scary. I was looking at those. None of those are like too impressive. Okay, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to give you any great value on those. Yeah. Like, even you take like, where's Bama? Say so you take like Bama, make a run, four twenty. Yeah, but that team, teams like that always choke, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's a, that's an underdog. I'm saying they should be way higher than four twenty. Yeah. See, they never give you good value on those. Michigan State, 650. Come on. Not even ranked right now. Yeah, because you think they're going to fucking make a run. Like, you know what I mean? 650, like, really? 650, that's it? <laughs> These odds are crazy. They don't want you stealing it. That's for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us here this week. Week 10. 10th episode we're looking good you guys got anything good to say yeah boys just uh check back in see how we do if you want to tell us tell us bait us i guess can't tell you not to but uh let's ride let's do it let's get back to the i'm looking to get back on the winning side of things week 10 10 episodes out of the book thanks everyone listening uh you know, give us a follow on Instagram. It goes a long way for us. Like our pictures, you know. Do what you got to do. Show your support. Uh, we're doing what we can, giving you the winners we got. Um, show your support back for us. Uh, let's get back on the winning side and keep going here. Team Card looking good. Let's go. Week 10. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, everyone, and take care. See you next week. Let's go, boys. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.